good body shots off of milfs from like pittsburgh who? oh from pittsburgh Oh, that's true, yeah. Milfs out at the Salty Dog. You, have, you know, that shirt. Salty Does, dog, everyone gets yeah. those t-shirts. I might have to get one now. I'll be like, I'll be a fellow Salty Dog member. You should get one. Did this start? Yeah. Yo, this is the Weekly Ramp Podcast. I have a very special guest with me this week, Mr. Ben Lex of Robinson. How's it going, man? Pretty good. Ben Lex is a guitarist. He has a... Uh, you know, he has a couple performances coming up. Would you want to plug those, Ben, real quick for the audience? Uh, yes, I would. Uh, this Saturday, which would be the 12th, yeah, I'm, I'm playing with Uptown Rhythm and Brass at Rumfish Grill. So, yeah. Yeah, that sounds good, dude. Yeah, man. Killing it. Yeah, man, I'm just out here, you know. And I will be searching for jobs in a nice suit downtown, you know, looking good, but at the same time. Looking unemployed. <laughs> How's the job search coming, man? How have your interviews been, just in general? It's a lot of, like, sales stuff, man. They're like, then they tell me the same thing every time. They're like, all right, this is what you're going to do. You're going to start a business. It all revolves around you. And you got to get yourself some clients. And then I write a few clients that, like, people I know, they're like, you can't use this, bro. You got to, like, go out there. I don't know what they want me to, like, get. Wait, so you, you go into these interviews and they tell you to write down clients? Yeah, I did that to, on, like, one of them. They so told me to write down, like, potential people I could, like, sell to, and then they were like... Who did you write? I just wrote down people I knew, like, friends and family. And they were like, you can't do this, man. You gotta have, like, other people in it. And I, I was kind of, like, just looking at the guy, like, isn't that what I'm here for you for? Like, aren't you guys supposed to, yeah. like, hook me up? And they were just like, well, you know, come back some other time. So it's basically just... Well, what's, I mean, who are you supposed to sell to other than, like, friends and colleagues? <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I don't know. Like, that's just, not, that was not, like, one of my interviews. This was, that was, like, months ago. Yeah. But it's just, like, I don't know. I, I refuse to, like, every time I hear, like, sales or anything like that, I'm just, like, I'm not doing it, dude. Because it's, like, I don't want to, I'm not working for nothing, man. Yeah. These wheels aren't turning for nothing. Know what I'm saying? I do know what you're saying, man. Yeah. That's how I feel. That's why... That's why I just can't take these like small time jobs anymore. That's what. That's why I quit my last job because I yeah. just couldn't take that shit, man. Yeah, I feel you. The DQ. <laughs> did, I, did I mention that out loud? Oh, Dairy sorry. Queen. Did we just mention that out loud? Yeah. Yeah, man. Dairy Queen. Done with that gig. <laughs> it was a long gig. It was a long tour. How um, long were you there? I was there probably like two years. A two year tour. Yeah, man. It was a two year fucking. Adventure. It wasn't an adventure. Like, it was like an adventure, but without any of the fun. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it I can was, feel that. It was horrible, man. And the only reason I stayed there was just because it was just like easy, and I could just perform the job like a robot. Yeah. And I wouldn't have to think about anything. Yeah. But like that wears on you, man. Like if you, you're there every day. Yeah, the depression kicks in. Yeah, man. Like, it was like. I thought I was depressed, like, in high school, like, with all that shit, and, you know, coming out of high school, not going into college was, like, pretty depressing in general. Um, I don't think it is. Believe me. I mean, I guess, I guess that's true. I guess I don't have both sides of the story, but I, um, I thought (laughs) going, uh, out of high school was depressing by itself and being there, but, like, there's nothing, like, working in the mall. Yeah. It is... Unreal. It's unreal. It's the wild fucking west out there. <laughs> Dude, I, okay, if you're like a high school senior, you don't know what you're doing, I'm just going to say this right now. I, I would not just jump into college. I'd be smart. 
I'd think about it. I'd consider, like, community college, CCAC, whatever that is, because, dude, it's really expensive, man. And they'll get you on those loans, and, like, the loan people won't talk to you. They won't try to email you. They just want their money. You basically got to, like, do everything, like, once you kind of, like, get out of there. Like, they're like, all right, now you owe us this. I think it's, like, I owe, like, 40 grand out of school. But it's, like, because of the interest payments and how long it's going, it's, I'm going to end up paying, like, 60 grand. You know what I mean? Because yeah. it's, like, over a 10-year period, it's, like, I think I calculated, it's, like, it's going to be, like, 500-something a month payment. That's, like, half a mortgage, and it's, like, yeah, I yeah. commuted. I commuted and finished in, like, three years. So I could only imagine if you, you know, if I mean. you lived on campus and loaned out for that, like, how much that's going to be. But I don't know. At the same time, I went to a private school, so I guess that I'd have to do a little bit more. But it's, like, at the same time, the public schools, they don't really give you uh, scholarship money either, I don't think. It's just kind of like... Well, yeah, I would imagine public schools there. I would imagine... Kits, your Penn States, you know? Yeah, I would imagine those schools, it's probably really hard to get a scholarship just because their classes are so big, you know? Yeah. Yeah, man. It's crazy. I don't know that, like, college would have been for me at all. Because, like, even as a, as a kid who did well in school... Yeah. Like, I don't know why, but, like, I, I tried, you know, I tried a semester at Duquesne, just liberal arts classes, and I just... It was just miserable, man. Like... <laughs> I can't yeah. imagine how you guys must yeah, have felt. Yeah. yeah, college is a lot of, like, it's honestly, like, jumping through hoops, and then you get out, and, like, you're trying to find, like, some employment. You know, I did, like, my major was, like, mathematics. It's, like, finance. You know, you figure you mm-hmm. find something, but it's, like, it's not as easy as it seems. Connections. Connections are the big key. Big key for everything yeah. in life. You know, you got to have, like, a connection, and you got to just you gotta keep pushing through. That's, so that, that's what I've learned. That's what I've learned, I think, as a 22-year-old recent college grad trying to find employment. I think, yeah. Well, yeah, I, I completely agree. Like, I notice that the only way I've gotten jobs is just through, like, people I've known, you know, like, just people I've met. I got a call the other day for a gig that I couldn't do from this guy that I did, like, one gig with. Basically, it's like someone calling you and saying, hey, wouldn't you want to make, like, 200 bucks, like, yeah. just in one night? Yeah. And that's, you know, that's awesome. Like, I, I like being a musician because I like my schedule being, like, kind of frantic. I yeah. like, you know... I, for whatever reason, like, I just like keeping busy like that and just knowing, like, okay, I'm going to make, like, you know, like, a big amount of money this one day. I think that's nice that it's, like, when you perform, too, it's, like, at night, you know what I mean? You don't have to get up at, like, you know what I mean, 6, 7 a.m., like, that helps. Like, you could get up at, like, 10 and kind of just, you know, kind of relax your way because it's, like, when most of those performing gigs start, you know, it's, like, 8 o'clock, you know yeah. what I mean? 8, 9 o'clock at night, and you can kind of just yeah, I mean, there's not have a cool day. It is nice, man. Like, my... <laughs> my work days don't really start till like you know nine at night, and but the downside is is that like I'm there till like I'm at like a bar until like two in the morning, which That'd be fun though you get like free drinks and all that you know what I yeah, mean if you're I killing mean, it yeah I mean that get some ass that part's <laughs> it's true get a little ass you never know I've never the gigs I've played man there there's only been like old women there. That's the crowd my bands usually play. For. Hey, I'm a fan. Hey, I, hey, I'm a fan of that dude. Postmenopausal, <laughs> you know. I am, to be honest. Like, you know, they're not as moody, not as bitchy. They kind of know what they want. You know, I, I consider it. I look into it. Like, like, like a, <laughs> like a milf, like a milf, like a milf at like fifty. At fifty. Postmenopause. Yeah. What about fifty-five? If she's still in shape, yeah. What about sixty? We're pushing some buttons there. <laughs> Let's say it's like here's what if she's like Christine Brinkley or whatever. She's like sixty. It looks like she's like thirty. Well, yeah, but those kind of women don't exist come to like bars at, <laughs> on a Wednesday night to see a band. Yeah, I see what you mean. <laughs> but 
So, um, yeah. going back to your college thing, what was, like, your favorite class you took in college? I had this humanities professor, and he was just, like, super cool. He was, like, the coolest guy. He would give us the test before the test, and, like, we'd go over it. But it's, like, at the same time, I learned a lot in that class. And, like, we just talk about, like, Greeks and Romans and, like, Vikings and stuff. Like, I was always interested in things like that. And, like, he went all the way from, like, Mesopotamia all the way up to, like, the atomic bomb being dropped, you know, like, yeah. in that whole semester. And it's just, like, little brief, like, you know, things that we'd learn about. And it was just, I don't know, it was a it was, it was always interesting to me, like history, humanities, things like that. Mm-hmm. And he was just like a really cool dude. He was kind of like kind of engaging personality and just, you know, got everyone like interested in the class and involved. And he really didn't ask much of us. He's like, dude, just like kind of do a couple summaries here and there. And he gave out bonus points like a madman. If you shut up, he's like, oh, bonus day, 100 points for everyone. Like, dude, he was just awesome. awesome. Awesome guy. Yeah, he sounds like a cool dude. That was definitely my favorite class. Like, what's the best memory from that class? And I guess I raised my hand one day, and, like, the way I raised it, he goes, oh, Augustus Caesar or whatever, because it's, like, I guess that's, like, what the Augustus statue was. So he just mm-hmm. continued to call me Augustus for, like, the rest <laughs> of the semester. He'd be like, Augustus, what's up? And he was just, you know, I just thought it was kind of funny. But it's, like, I can't really can't really recall. It's just, like, a couple years ago, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's, like, 2014. It's, like, you know. Yeah, I mean, I, I had a professor like that in my semester. He was just this really cool writing teacher. And he, he just knew how to get people kind of, like, jazzed up about writing. He, he was just really, like, he was just, one of the, he was just one of those guys. Like, he was just this, like, smooth talking, just like, yeah. all right, what's up, guys? You guys ready to write? <laughs> <laughs> we would watch cool art films, and, like, we would have to write about them. That was my favorite class. Uh, shouts out, Dr. Yusia. What's up, dog? Uh, you know, thanks for listening to the podcast. Dr. Yusia. That was your professor. Yeah, Duquesne. He's I'll shout out Dr. Curran, Dr. Curran of Robert Morris. That dude is a legend. I think he teaches at, remember, he teaches at, I believe, Strayer, and I think he does, like, logic or something, but he's, that dude's, like, he's awesome. He's just always awesome. He did, like, RMU part-time just because he liked teaching humanities and stuff like that, and mm-hmm. he was always, he was always on time and stuff like that. He was always real, like, just cool and engaging, so yeah. Yeah, man, that's cool. That's, that's, it's cool that there's still, like, professors who, like, you can tell care about their job and care about education. Well, it's like, they're, I think I noticed the most about them is that they're kind of laid back. They kind of know that you got a life, but it's like, what the important thing I think to them is that it's just like, you just learn a little bit. You just learn yeah. a little something. You kind of like get interested in the subject, you know, mm-hmm. talking about Greeks and Romans and like how that's really important. It went all the way up to like postmodernism. We would just go through like a different, you know, period cool. of time every week. And like his lectures were always like lit. So, it's a good time. Some lit lectures. Yeah, some real lit lectures. <laughs> the lit lecture. So, how do you do? You think you missed out on anything by living at home? Uh, looking back, nah. Because it's like if I ever really wanted to do something, I'd like, you know, yeah, I'd just go up to Oakland or yeah, something. That's kind of how I friends and you know, I, yeah, we had like so many friends in Oakland that like I, I honestly felt like I'd never really missed out on the college like party experience. Yeah, like. I and to be honest, like I don't know, like I, I, I what I learned from that is like I don't, I kind of don't like going out to random parties. You know? Yeah, it's like there's like a hint of danger, I guess, to that. You know, but I don't know. I feel like once in a while, like it's fun. Yeah, once in a while it's fun, but like there was the point where I was just like going to Oakland every weekend, and I was just like, well, I guess I have to stay on some random person's couch because I'm too <laughs> drunk to do anything. <laughs> I remember one time. I just, me, I always like to save money, you know, like little Dickie, save that money. Yeah. And uh, 
I remember, I think one night I just, like, I wasted, like, 150 bucks just, like, on Ubers and just, like, you know, getting drinks and shit like that. And I just woke up the next morning. I'm just like, Jesus Christ. Like, yeah, man. Dude, I could have gotten, like, I could have bought a case of Rolling Rock and been hammered and had people pay and literally actually made money off of that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, that's, that's the thing. Like, going out is so expensive. Like, the other night I went, um, it was the Smash Mouth concert. Oh, yeah. And <laughs> we... We, like, left early. Alex and Chris stayed, but me and Kim left early. And um, we went out to, like, a bar afterwards just, you know, just to kill some time and wait for them. Um, And it was, like... People were just hammered, right? People were hammered, but, like, the bar we went to was pretty chill. Um, And then, like, just... I I ordered two drinks, because it was just like, fuck it, might as well. And I spent $22 between, they were $11 each, $22 on drinks, and then before that, we, we bought, um, like, we got food there, which was also $10, and then th- I bought a root beer, just a glass of root beer, and it was $10. Like, <laughs> what happened was, it was the most, I've never seen money handled this way, I've never, like, felt so genuinely ripped off. What happened was, <laughs> I went up to the root beer stand, and I was like, hey, can I just have, like, a glass, they were making root beer float, so I was like, hey, just give me a glass of root beer with ice. And it was, like, a self-serve thing, so they just handed me the glass, I handed them a 20, they took it, and they were like, it's going to be $10, <laughs> and they threw my money down a chute. What? <laughs> and I, like, you're like, it's not coming back. And I was like, well, I guess I have to drink this root beer now. I don't do 10 bucks for a drink, and it costs them, like, probably, like, what, 50 cents to make it? It's insane, like, how much they upcharge Yeah, it. and then I poured myself a glass of sarsaparilla, and it was flat. It was just not <laughs> at all. And it made my stomach hurt. Yeah. Oh, jeez. Yeah, just... man. Shouts out to the regatta for sucking. Hey, you gotta. You, you gotta, gotta regatta. regatta. Jesus Christ, I hate that slogan. It was horrible, man. Yeah. I, like, I couldn't even stand more than two Smash Mouth songs. Like, it was... Did they play that? They, they played it, right? All-Star? Or was yeah, that they their played it at the end, yeah. Uh, encore. But the, Alex told me that... that anyone flash like, a titty? I didn't see any titty. You gotta understand, like, this This was not, like, a titty-flashing crowd. Like, they were, like, young children. <laughs> Like I well maybe they'd see it and be like oh feeding time you know <laughs> yeah. dude one time I was down at the regatta and I looked up at that one hotel I think I was in line I think you guys were there but I looked up and like a dude was banging a chick yeah like right in the window and everyone was going nuts it was like whoa dude, you know I, what I mean I think it happened again it happened again some dude that's was probably just like naked. a tra- it was probably like a tradition that I don't was- think it was someone like two people having sex I think it was just some naked dude ah uh, no one wants to see that. No wants to see a small sausage. I think it was just his ass. I can't remember. Speaking of small sausages, how about North Korea? They got a missile. How about that, man? How about That's that? Crazy. Yeah. I don't think anything's going to happen. It's all hoopla. I think Trump was just saying how, like, oh, we'll strike back, you know, fire and fury, whatever. It sounds like a Game of Thrones line, like yeah. fire and blood. It was really weird that he said that. Like, it was, to me, that was just like... It, <laughs> I looked at the, I watched the video of him saying that, and it just looked like he didn't know what to say, so he just made some shit up. <laughs> he was probably watching Game of Thrones. He's like, probably. oh, fire and fury, man. But it's like, I don't know. I feel like for every missile North Korea may have, I feel like the United States, we all have like what, like probably a thousand pointed right at them at like any time. So it's like, remember like when North Korea was going to destroy 
everything because of that Seth Rogen movie. Yeah. The oh, interview. Right. And it was like, that movie was funny, but it was just like, it was just some Seth Rogen movie. Yeah, And they right. were just freaking out about it because it made fun of their stupid dictator. Well, I think the thing is, is like, and you know, I don't know much about politics, but like, I I think it would be a mistake for them to do anything like, like launch a missile or anything like that. Because I, I think everyone would just turn on them. Because I think everybody is just kind of waiting to, like, free this country, this crazy yeah. slave country. Dude, like... Half of them are starving. Like, I don't get how, like, half of those starving people can't look and see how fat, like, their leader is and be like, wait a minute, something's up. Like, why can't, you know, why can't they just fuck them up? Well, they're all, they're, like, brainwashed. Yeah. Like, there's, there's stories of people who, like, come back from North Korean prison camps... And they can't adjust to like normal life again. Jesus. Like they'll they'll go to South Korea. Yeah, and then they but like they'll still do weird stuff. Like they can't not sleep on the floor. Yo yo yo! There's like what? a turkey out here on the pavilion. There's something. There's like a great That's bird. A they own them. Or do you own them? No, they they just walk around here. There's turkeys. That's and awesome. Deer out here all the time. It's really nice, dude. It's like it's got like a. It's got a vibe, you know. A lot of trees, a lot of shrubbery. Yeah, man. I like a lot that, of wildlife. Man. You know, you can smoke a fat one out here. Yeah, man. Just smoking fat ones. All day. Yeah, man. I like it out here. I like my backyard. <laughs> North Korea be crazy. Yeah, dude. They crazy. They got, like... How about that kid that got like that came back and he was just, like... He was in a coma and he was about to die. Like, they yeah. took that dude. But he tried to steal, like, a poster. Yeah. I would, that, I would not do that. I would, would even want to... Like, I actually kind of would want to go. But I wouldn't be, like, stealing shit. Well, the thing is, is, like... They're just looking for you to fuck up. That's exactly it. They're looking... Like, he... I don't know why you would go to North Korea in the first place, but I don't know why you wouldn't just really lay low yeah. when you're there. I'd probably... As far as I'd go to North Korea, I'd probably go to the DMZ, and I'd probably cross it and, like, go on, like, the official soil. Because it's, like... That's, like, a hella heavy militarized, like... Yeah, right. Wall, you know what I mean? They have, like, a place, like, where the UN is. It's, like, UN guarded. And it's, like, you look over, and there's, like, North Korean troops just standing there looking at you. And then you look at the American and South Korean side. They're just staring back. Like, everyone's waiting for someone to fucking, like, yeah, do some crazy shit. Someone's waiting for something to happen. Yeah. Who are your top three Pittsburgh athletes? Right now or all time? All time. All time. You, you know... As a kid, I liked Joey Porter. Joey Porter was awesome. And Heinz Ward. And then I would have to say... Troy Paul Mala. So they'd all be Steelers. They're all Steelers? They're, they'd all be Steelers, yeah. What Pirates, I love I love the Pirates, but... I don't know. It's just like the Pirates just haven't, like, won... You know, they haven't won. It's like, I find guys that are likable on the team. Like, I like, I like you know, McCutcheon, Jason Bates, stuff. It's like, I don't know. They just haven't, like... I don't know, dude. The Steelers are just closer to my heart. Yeah. You know, hard on my sleeve. Yeah. And the Penguins, it's like, honestly, I just don't, like, it's, it's just hard for me to watch hockey. I just don't have, like, an attention span for it. Yeah. They're going back and forth so fast. I'm just, like, my my neck gets sore. I can't. <laughs> Your neck gets sore <laughs> watching <laughs> hockey. Yeah, you're just, you're just going back and forth on the screen. I'm like, are they going to score yet? And, you know. See, hockey is, like, the only sport I can really pay attention to because, like, that's just... I, I like football and everything. Like, I enjoy yeah. watching it, but, like, I don't, I don't like, watch it religiously yeah. or anything. But I, I like watching hockey because it's just so fucking fast. And, yeah. like, they, they, like, when they stop, the, the, the time between, like, starting a play and stopping a play, like, is so, like, um, small. And I don't like about, like, 
I just by hockey's the time, real quick. Yeah, yeah, like they're done the, within like two hours, two and a half hours. Yeah, exactly. And like, I don't like sitting there forever watching football because yeah. like, I hate, like, I hate that half of it is just waiting for the start of play. You know, and it could just yeah. end like in a second. It's such a major sport too that it's just like. You know, commercials are heavy, dude. Like, they're going to give you, like, a half-hour commercials whenever a football game's on, TV timeouts, like, all those things. But, I don't know, I've just always found it, like, I don't know. I guess the cool thing about football is it's, like, once a week, it's on a Sunday. You know, they're playing the games. I think now it's, like, they're making them, you know, they want to have football on Thursday nights. I think that's too much. I think it's, like, NFL football Sunday, you got a Monday night game. You Mm -hmm. know, that's what it should be. Like, Monday night game, because Mondays suck, and people look forward to the Monday night game on ESPN or whatever. And, like, rest, rest of the week about your business. And then, like, you know, Friday nights, high school football. Saturdays, college football. Sundays, you know, pro football. And I think that's just kind of, like, a good order yeah. for that. I think just having it every day of the week, I think people are going to lose track. And, like, you're going to lose, like, interest because it's, like, it's like an event. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, one day a week. Like, Sunday in the fall. It's getting cold out. Yeah. You know, don't be depressed. Watch football. Have a beer. You know, it's a good vibe. So... It was football like the first sport you watched as a kid? Yeah, pretty much. Now, who got, was it your dad that got you into football? I just I remember watching the Super Bowl and the Rolling Stones were like the halftime show. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> I remember like the Rolling Stones going, and I remember like as a kid, like, I don't know, it's like my mom's just like, oh, we're going to watch the Super Bowl. And then like I remember uh, going to get like the CD, like the Steelers had like a CD. I think they had like, you know, they had like Renegade and then they had like, let's get it started in here. And like, yeah. it's like, you I had, had like a CD. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was like a Super Bowl. Yeah, and then it's like, I think the first video I had of like the Super Bowl victory was like XL. I used to watch that DVD like just all the time, just for no <laughs> fucking reason. So it's like, I've always felt like connected to that. Yeah. And it's like, I can remember my mom just like going, yeah, the Super Bowl's going to be on. Rolling Stones going to be on. Your dad likes them for whatever reason, you know? It's just... And it started your love for both the Steelers and, and the Rolling Stones. Stones. I didn't like the Rolling Stones until like, kind of like 10 years after that. I didn't really like... I didn't really care about like, I don't think music really until like 2000, what, 8? It, I didn't really... 8 or 9. Like, I was probably like 13, 14 when I actually yeah. started listening, like caring about like an artist. And they were like old artists. They were like artists like my dad listened to. Like, like my dad listened. My dad listened to like U two and uh, Bruce Springsteen, and then it's like I listened to all their shit. And then um, Alex, Alex got me into Eminem, then Kanye, and then we all got into Kanye. Mm-hmm. And it was Kanye for like 2011, 20 like ever since then. It's still Kanye. It's still Kanye. I'm still waiting. I hope he comes out with like a new album. Like he's been quiet. I don't know what he's doing. I mean, I guess. It has been a while. Pablo's like a year or two old. Yeah. Well, who's your favorite um, music artist right now? Like, who have you been listening to? Who'd you listen to at the gym today? I've listened to, um, I like that song with Sway Lee and uh, French Montana, Unforgettable. I don't know why. I like Sway Lee of uh, I haven't heard that song Ray Shremmerd. I, oh, okay. like I just like Ray Shremmerd. Yeah. Ray Shremmerd's awesome. Yeah, man, I, they have a couple good songs. I like, I just like their voices. It's just like they're just like the music's like always like a good time. Mm-hmm. Everyone just kind of like vibes with them. Yeah, I like who else is big? Drake's pretty big. I mean, obviously. Do you listen to Drake? Yeah, I listen to like most of Drake's stuff. Like the Drake that I liked, I liked. Um, I got into Drake when like nothing was the same came out, so that was like 2013. I really liked that album. Like I thought. You know, especially, like, in the wintertime, like, Drake has, like, that was, like, a great album to listen mm-hmm. to in the winter because it was so, like, cold. It yeah. just sounded cold. Like, the production of it was cold. And 
that and like take care obviously is great but I don't know, I'd say like nothing was the same I think I'd kind of like that maybe a little bit more but I like that and take care I like the, um, I haven't really listened to much of his albums I tried listening to Views but like I really like if you're reading this it's too late yeah cause that's like yeah it's more like hip hop yeah yeah and I, I mean like the there's a I basically just all the singles on that album were just really good and that's made me listen to it. Was it Zero to 100 on that, or was that just a separate single? I think that might have just been a single. That, I remember, they played that all, that was like, played all 2014. That's all they played. Drake didn't even release an album, but it still felt like, you know, he was just like, the biggest yeah. out there. He does go Zero to 100 so quick. That's true. Real fucking so quick. Man, I would love to be Drake. <laughs> I really would. I'd like to get one of his sweaters. <laughs> yeah. That'd be awesome. I'd like to get a Drake sweater signed by Drake. Have you ever seen the video of Drake? He's, like, walking out of the club, and then, he like... He throws money? No, like, he's walking out of the club, all angry, and then, like, he waits till like, the bouncers, like, let go of him or whatever, and he runs back into the club. <laughs> like, he, he, like, goes back in and, like, beats someone up. I thought he threw, like, a stack of cash one time. I thought, like, he just, like, he's just, like, throwing it up in the air while he's in the club, just, like, you know, kind of showing what he got. Yeah. It's like, dude, I'd be doing the same thing, too. See, I don't think I would. Like, I feel like no matter what position I was in, like, financially, I, I think I would just never share my money with anybody. I think... I would just, I mean, maybe that's just, like, if I had the money right this second, I would never share it, but, like, I don't know. It, it's weird, man. I don't get people. I don't, I just can't comprehend how rich he must be, you know? Yeah, like, just from all, like, not just streaming, but, like, tours, you know, brand endorsements. That Sprint ad that always plays in the movie theater, and then Drake, because he's like a robot, you know, like, well, opens yeah. up, and then the Sprite, not Sprint, Sprite, the Sprite. Sprite. No, yeah, the, the Sprite, Sprite dirty Sprite. Dude, yeah, he was the original, like... He hopped on Sprite, yeah. Before Vince Staples. And Yachty. <laughs> yeah, it was true, before Lil Yachty. Cool, like his <laughs> I love Vince Staples' Sprite ads now. Like, they'll be on YouTube, like, the ads with Vince Staples and his... Yeah. They're just actually... They're actually funny. Like, I'll actually sit and watch those ads for once, you know? Now, I wouldn't plug Sprite on this podcast, but I'd be plugging Rolling Rock. So, if Rolling Rock was ever interested in, you know, you need... Doing a sponsor? Yes, I would totally do a Rolling Rock sponsorship, because I know, like... That would be sweet. The kids love Rolling Rock. It's cheap. It's green. Like, the marijuana y'all be smoking, and it's affordable. So... That's my pitch. That's my pitch to Rolling Rock. If I could get this... What's the price per case? 1975 at Brew Through and Kennedy. So I'm plugging the Brew Through now. Kennedy Township, PA, Brew Through. Shout out to Brew Through. 1975 is the price, including tax on that. And that's also the year Steelers won the Super Bowl. So, you know, it's like a best of both worlds, kind of. It's like a win-win price there. It's a price of winners. That was one for the thumb. (laughs) What inspired you, man, to, to do your first podcast? Because, like, I think it was a surprise to everyone. Like, we, we didn't... Shock the world. It did, man. None <laughs> of us expected it. But it was, like, the talk of the town. By talk of the town, more like, I don't know. Talk of the clown. Yeah. No, I. But, but, like, what... When did you... Like, what just... Did you just wake up one day and decide, you know what, I'm going to record this today? Yeah, I, I was just, like... I would just be listening to other podcasts, and I was just thinking, you know, I don't know, I'm kind of interested, and they have, like, good discussions, they could be funny, and they go and just talk about what's on their mind. Like, I listen to, like, 
you know, Joe Rogan, Bill Burr, it's just like radio shows and stuff. Mark Madden, I was just like thinking, you know, I could just do this too if I could just get on there and like talk for a bit. And like the hardest thing is just like getting started and just doing it, doing it consistently. Because then eventually you're going to become like good at it and it'll just be yeah, all like right. second nature to you to just come up with shit. Yeah, right. And I was just thinking of like a couple topics I could talk about. And I just thought like, all right, what's happening this past week? I was like, I'm going to family reunion. I could talk about that. Game of Thrones is on. I could recap that. And then, you know, the Steelers are coming up, so I could talk about those three things, and I kind of did. And I was kind of surprised of, like, how quickly, like, it turned into, like, a half hour. Just keep, you know. Yeah, man. There's there's a couple, uh, you know, there's a couple uh, dead air spots, probably, like, five minutes worth, maybe. But still, that's, like, 25 minutes of me just, you know, yakking off the top of my head. I thought I did it. I thought I did pretty all right. I thought it was pretty funny. Like, I... Yeah. It was just... It was... It was kind of... It was just funny that it was just unadulterated, unedited stooch. Like, it was, it was great. Like Off the top. It, it was just... Yeah, it was just... It it's was like if... Yeah, it's like me at, like, just unfiltered. one of those... Yeah, it's like, you know, whenever we're at, like, a party or stuff, just going off on random shit. Yeah, man. Yeah. Um... See, but that's a different that's a different ball game. Yeah. You're, you're, you're definitely... When we're at a party and you're, you're smacked, you... you you get into those crazy rants, <laughs> which which are awesome. <laughs> no, but Ben, we got to get your podcast going. We've been talking, you know. Well, talk of the town. Ben Lex may also have a podcast of his own. Well, I'm, I just don't really feel like I'm that interesting to have my own podcast. I feel you. But I, I really do think like you, you and I could have a good dynamic as like co-hosts co-hosting at times yeah yeah like kind of like especially what i think would be cool is if we could get like a third person here that we like both interview you know what i mean like yes i could i did i know a couple people off the top of my head who i could just do interview i won't name them because it's a surprise yeah right but yeah dude, we, i think i think we each know like you know Interesting enough people that I they mean, could come yeah, on yeah. here and just talk. It, might, it would be kind of funny to just, like, record some of the shit that, that these people we know say, you know? Shoot the shit, you know? It's um, a good time. So, you're you're searching for a job. Are you still working at Yeah. When, what days do you work there? Like, just like, weekends? Just, just, like, weekends. Yeah. It's a good time. It's good What's, fun. I, uh, I need to... Yeah, I've still been... You know, searching for work, yeah. doing a couple of interviews. I think I should be able to find something. I think by like September. Yeah. Man. Just yeah, like uh, no, like the interviews don't even like bother me. Like I just kind of walk in there, just kind of like, all right, I'm gonna talk to these guys. And it's just like I feel like with a lot of those interviews, like I just had an interview like the other day. It just did seem like the people were like prepared for the interview. Like they just yeah. picked up right in my resume and they just wanted to like have like a half hour, an hour to just kind of like fuck around and you yeah, know not yeah. have to actually do work and. You know, they didn't seem to care. And I was asking, like, kind of, like, basic questions, kind of, like, mm-hmm. you know, what do you like about this job? You know, like, what do you, like, what exactly is, like, the process, what you do? Like, what's the, you know, what's the pay rate when I come in? You know, that, and they're always like, oh, yeah, I'm, uh, yeah, that's a good question. It's a good point. Never been asked that before. I'm like, have you ever, you know, interviewed somebody before? I mean, like, they, for, like, a job? Like, they kind of ask you that. But It's crazy that. You kind of just, it's like a waiting game. Like, in yeah, August, exactly. no one feels like really hiring every, anyone everyone's on vacation so mm-hmm. they gotta like you know pay people for their week of not working i guess and you know it's a hard yeah time. it's really a weird transitional time but like what's so you, you just push carts like you've never worked like cashier i'm the king like of carts yes i'm the king of carts so do you do you still deal with like the general public yeah i do i deal with their driving yeah i wish someone would hit me 
I would, it, but it would probably be one of those hoarders that come in with like a bunch oh, yeah. of just gross ass shit and like a beat up old like Chevy from like 1992, and I wouldn't be able to make shit off that. Yeah, right. I just wish like a Benz or a Range Rover would just fucking hit me, and you know, because like the whoever was driving the car is too busy on their phone or receiving head, but you know, I just roadhead baby. Yeah, shout out. Roadhead. But that's, that's yet to happen. So yeah. I'm still waiting. That's why I'm kind of still there. Yeah, I'm just hoping, like. Yeah. But I really do not want to be like. I don't want Johnny to be my main job for like another winter. Yeah. Another holiday so. season. Another just madness coming in. Just swarms of fat families. <laughs> fat families of four coming in. Dude, that's just why getting I, gross ass food. Oh. And that's why just, I had to get out of there. Yeah, guys. putting yeah. it on. Putting it on food stamps, getting like I don't know, dude, just like getting like expensive ass shit, and then putting that on food stamps. I, just, I don't care. I like, couldn't take the the fat fucking idiots anymore. The <laughs> big fat heads. The fat families of four, man. The three apps. The four apps. The fat fucking families of four. What's like your your craziest interaction with like a customer? I see a I see like this dude. He comes in in like an unmarked white van, and he wears like a flannel. But he looks like he looks like he's Pigpen. If Pigpen was like forty five years old, like Pigpen from and just peanuts. crazy. Yes, like Pigpen from Peanuts. And just crazy. Like his head's always bopping around. He just <laughs> looks like a psycho. He just comes in and like no one says anything. No one bothers him. Doesn't seem like he's on any kind of list. He probably should be on a list somewhere. He might not actually be on one. Just no one can figure that out. He just kind of comes in. And he's, like, mumbling to himself, and he goes to get, like, beer, and he, like, just checks out. He walks back in. He just looks suspicious as fuck. He's yeah. just this really suspicious-looking person. But I know a dude got fired once. A, um, you know, <laughs> I can tell funny stories about, like, people that have worked there. Like, there was a person that worked there. Uh, mentally, he was kind of on the uh, down side. But he was an awful worker. Like, he couldn't clear his side of his lot. Mm-hmm. And one day, it was Christmas Eve, and so it was just a madhouse. And, like, you know, people were in there just all day, just getting tons of shit. And, like, his side wasn't clear. There was, like, no carts available. And, like, he was just, like, an, he was, like, bipolar. Like, you tell him to do something, he'd be like, why is it always me? You know, something like that. And he'd just be, like, freaking out and shit. So it's like, I guess he wasn't doing a good job clearing his lot. I guess a customer came up to him and just wanted a cart or something. And, uh... He just, like, was just freaking the hell out, and he just called this customer the N-word. What? Yeah, Edward, right on, like, <laughs> Christmas Eve. And then I think he just got canned after that. That was, like, the oh craziest God. story I've heard. I wish I could have been there to just see it happen in real yeah, time. I, I would have been like, oh, my God. But it's like, yeah, he just free- he flipped shit and just called this customer the N-word. But he, like, wasn't doing his job. Like, that's the thing. It, like, he constantly kept getting away with not doing his job. Yeah, right. So it's like... Yeah. That was a pretty crazy story. Have you heard, how about that story, switching gears here, how about that story at, like, uh, Kennywood, where, like, the dude jerked off on, like, a teen? You haven't heard that? What? Some dude jerked off at on a teen right by the log jammer. What do you mean he jerked off on <laughs> He just a jerked teen. off, he, like, he just went and he masturbated on, like, a teen, and he got away? He somehow got away, like, so- no one, like, stopped this, like, no, like... Was it a boy or a girl? It was a girl. So this guy walked up, it was like something off on weird. some chick, yeah. and then just ran away. He just like laughed. Yeah, it was bizarre. What the fuck? Look this, like, dude, look this up. I'm, I'm gonna look it up, and you can just like, what like possesses a person to do that? I don't know, dude. He's just, he's just insane. Why would you pay for a ticket to Kennywood and then go jack off on someone? <laughs> I, I like, don't know. Kennywood's not cheap. Why? 
That's financially, it just doesn't make sense. But I love like, it's like right by the log jammer too, like you know Jackie Treehorn production. It's <laughs> <laughs> like a Jack. That's like a Jackie Treehorn. Yeah, like it says right here on the. Police need help identifying man involved in sex act with a juvenile. Uh, let me... Do, do on, WP, on WPXI, and like, they got, like, some... I think they got clips of the dude. He was, like, walking away in West Mifflin. Do they got, like, images? How do they describe what he did on the news? Oh, no, like, they just, like... He did just, like... himself? Like an obscene... You know, just... It's like... Here's what it says in the article. It just goes, West Mifflin police said a man exposed himself and his genitalia on a 13-year-old girl's leg. Jesus Christ. It's like the girl was waiting in line with a friend at the log jammer when she was assaulted. Surveillance video shows the man running away. That's just... That's fucking weird. That's insane. That's... Very, like... <laughs> that's next-level crazy, you know? <laughs> I can't believe he'd, like, go through all this trouble just to be, like, a fucking creep like that, but... Well, that's the thing. It's, like, these people are so disturbed that, like, they go through this shit, like, yeah. on a semi-regular basis. Yeah. Like, that that's probably not the first time that that guy's done that. It's probably the first time he's been caught Hot identified. Doing it. Yeah. It's just bizarre. Hey, man, you gotta hear both sides of the story. We don't know. <laughs> we don't know. Maybe they had a relationship. <laughs> so stupid. That's just insanity, man. I'm trying to wrap my brain around that idea. This is just crazy. Fellas are just crazy out here. Well, he, he, the, just can't, he just can't rub one out at home. Well, what's kind of disturbing is that's, like, not the first time I've heard of that happening. Yeah. That someone just doesn't... It's kind of crazy that someone just took the time to do that, man, because there's, there's a lot involved in trying, <laughs> in trying to... Just jerk off in public. <laughs> <laughs> First, you gotta just not give a fuck. You gotta be like, my junk's gonna be out. My disgusting junk's gonna be out. I, like, no one wants to see. No one really wants to see. Unless it's like a, just like a huge, aesthetically pleasing penis, which like most guys just, I don't wait. think most fellas don't have, right? So, so, what, what, whose penis is the most aesthetically pleasing that you've My seen? own. My own. You, you think so? Yeah. Okay. Why? Well, I, I mean, I can respect that. You wanna see it? No. <laughs> um, but, so, like, what do you think the qualities of the most aesthetically pleasing penis are? I don't know, it just doesn't look dirty. <laughs> so you, you, you just like a nice clean cock? Just keep it, keep it. Just a nice fresh <laughs> cock? I don't know, dude. You ever see those pornos, man? <laughs> Which ones? All of them. Just yeah. like, you know, like, there you go. Probably like one of them. But I'm looking at the titties, though. That's what I'm talking about. High five for real that. I'm a real titty... <laughs> I'm a real tit man here. Now, do I think ass is more important, to be honest? Yeah. Yeah. Tits don't really bother me. Don't I kind of... Like, you know, if they're, like, big, that's cool. But, you know, it's just, like, as long as, you know, there's a little something there. Yeah. You know? No, I mean... I don't know, man. Like, I, I can go either way, but... You know, I think it asks. You know, it's just you know, it's timeless. It is timeless. You're right. <laughs> it's like an aesthetic quality that's just like ah, uh, you know, I'd slap that. Well, it's like <laughs> it's like it's like you know, we learned in biology, man. You just like the you just were more attracted to those birthing hips. That's true. Yeah, that's what they say. It's like she could give birth to great babies and continue the 
continue the race, whatever. whatever I remember it is. in 10th grade, bio- were you in my biology class in 10th grade? I, I don't think I was, dude. There was like five different like honors bio classes, yeah. you know what I mean? It was crazy. I, um, so we were learning about that, like what, why humans find certain things attractive. Yeah. And Mr. Morrow was, <laughs> Mr. Morrow said, so what are like attractive qualities in, um, like a mate that humans look for? And I shouted, big butt. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, okay. Why do you find that attractive? And I was like, it, he caught me off guard because I thought he was. I thought he was gonna just be like, be like you dummy. He was gonna be suspension, like, detention. Yeah. I was you know, inappropriate. I was hoping to not have that taken as normal. He was, and it made me think. I was like, well, I guess if a woman has a like a big butt, it's because of her burning hips. And he was like, yes, very good. And so star, you get a star. Yeah, and I was like, <laughs> that was weird. That was a weird interaction I had. Yeah. And, like, because that was, like, the one time in class where, like, big butt was the right answer. <laughs> Do I ever tell you about the time in freshman year when I drew a butt on the computer? No. I don't remember the story. Yeah, so, like, me, <laughs> it was in geometry class. Um, you just got bored and just felt like drawing some butts. Well, we, we were in the computer lab one day, and me and Alex were playing. <laughs> we were, like, drawing on, uh, like, Adobe Flash or something, <laughs> and what I did was I just immediately just drew a butt, just a like, big old ass. It, it wasn't, yeah, it wasn't anything like detailed or anything. It was just, it was just two cheeks and a couple legs, and yeah. and I, there was this tool where you could like make like speckles, and so I set it on brown and started making speckles coming out of this butt. Yeah, and then I feel someone tap on my head, and it's Mr. Price, it's the principal, <laughs> and. He saw me, and then you were about over. to pay the price. He went over and just told the teacher, and he was just like, "Hey, ask Ben what he's doing." <laughs> and she did, and I was like, "Well, I guess I was just drawing something inappropriate, and Mr. Price didn't like it." And she said, "What were you, what were you drawing?" Like she was trying to figure out what I was drawing. And yeah, I was just like, it was just something stupid. Like I don't want to talk about. It. She's like, "Well, what were you drawing?" And I was like, "I was drawing a butt with poop coming out of it." <laughs> And then we started class. <laughs> Nothing happened? Nothing happened. Like, I can't believe, like, I... Because I guess the thing was, it was, like, she was, like... I, I, I think, really, what it just amounted to was, like, Mr. Price was, like, you know what? Instead of just, like, giving this kid a detention, I think the worst punishment would just be embarrassing him. Yeah. And so he was right. I think that's fair. I see I see Mr. Price uh, at a lot of times. He'll, um, he'll just be in his Bills gear and sweats, just chilling. I'm just kind of like... He's a good man. I can feel that. I can vibe with that. That's what I would be like if I weren't at work. I'd just be wearing all Steelers gear. Yeah, man. Looking hungover as hell. Well, he never did. I would. I'd be looking hungover as hell going to get some stuff at Giant Eagle. Yeah. You know? He's a... Yeah. Well, I mean, he is just a regular person. Yeah. Just got it down. Yeah, man. He has that shit down pat. Got it down pat. Go Bills. Who are your favorite podcasters that you listen to? I've listened to like a few, but I like um, like Bill Burr's and uh, Joey Rogan's. Those yeah. ones are good. I mean, like they just they just kind of just shoot the shit. Yeah, you know? that's are... what I aim for here. We're shooting the shit, yeah, fellows. Shooting the breeze, shooting the breeze with the mailman. <laughs> Newman. 
Um, Seinfeld. Yeah, Seinfeld. There you go. Um, so what, what are the plans for the future for your podcast? Just to keep shooting them out. Just to shooting keep. them, churning them, churning them out. You know, I told you, it was like my baby. I gave birth. I got to take care of it. I got to raise it. Yeah. And see what happens. Yeah, man. I can't neglect it. I, that, that would make me a bad parent, right? Yeah. So do you think, I mean, do you think you're going to do like a weekly basis? Yeah. I'm thinking weekly, like beginning of the week, like a Monday, Tuesday. What After like the Steeler game's on, I think for now, but it's like I'm going to try to make it, you know, every week at like a similar time. I hear it's crazy because it's like when I worked briefly uh, doing um, billing and auditing for like two weeks. Mm-hmm. I would just listen to podcasts all the time, and like you'd be churning those out when you work an eight-hour job because you'd just be sitting there, you know, work and do it like literally for like seven out of the eight and a half hours. You'd be yeah. there because you take an hour lunch, well, not an hour lunch, half hour lunch, and then like maybe an hour you'd be talking to people and stuff, asking questions. And, but it's like that'd be seven hours that you could listen to a podcast, music, whatever you want. So it's yeah, like that's cool, you know. Like, yeah, I'd like a job like that, but like it'd be it wasn't. It, it would be, but like I. I, I kind of realized, like, jobs like that aren't flexible with the schedule enough for me. Yeah, it's just like, yeah, it's Monday through Friday. You're there at, like, 8 to 4.30. Yeah, it's just you, you have to be there. Plus, like, yeah. you have, at 4.30, you have to, like, go sit in traffic pretty much, you know? I know. Like, dude, I try to get out, like, a bit early. Like, I was able to get home at a good time. It only took me, like, 20 minutes to get home. But it's like, I've had, you wait. Once you're out of there at, like, 4.30, it isn't that bad. But it's like if you get out there around five, five thirty, you're kind of fucked for like an hour. Yeah, I remember when I commuted to Duquesne, I would have to like there would be times like my class would let out at like four or something, but I would just stay until like seven because like I just didn't want to yeah. do traffic. Because I would just do homework, and I would just like if that was the case, if traffic would be such a pain, I'd just stay working and just do overtime. Be like, hey, I'm just yeah. gonna do more work. You know, I'd try to like wiggle my way into doing that. Yeah. So it's like I'd be there say from eight to like. Dude, you could be there to like six thirty, mm-hmm. you know. Get yeah. in there at eight thirty, be there till six thirty. It's like, yeah, it's like a ten hour shift. Shit, I wouldn't mind doing that though. Like, that's the thing. Like when I was just, when I was doing that job, when I was working, um, you know, five days a week, I work on weekends. Like, I really like enjoyed it. Like, I was getting into it. Like, I was like, mm-hmm. I was like grinding. I was like, oh yeah. shit, I'm getting money. You know, like money's going to my account. And then that kind of just, just kind of ended because they just, you know, business wasn't booming. That's what they told me. Business wasn't booming. I was like, okay. Hey, you, you gotta respect that. I gotta respect that. I gotta respect that decision. Now it's just like trying to find something else to do. And, you know, it's all like, every is the same. And it's like, I think everyone's telling you about all the software they use. Like, no one can use like a standardized software. Everyone has like their own in company software because I guess it gives like those software engineers, you know, it gives them a job. Yeah. Because you know, they just, they're always making a new software and you're constantly updating it. Like, what, every two years? You know what I mean? Like, everything's constantly updated. Like by the time some by the time like something comes out, it's already out of date because someone's already working on making something better. But it's just like I don't know. I think I'm a good, I think I'd be a good learner. It's like it, it should only take you like a week or two to really get like what a job is if you honestly like pay attention and you care. It should only take you like two weeks to yeah. really get the get like eighty to ninety percent of like what your job is. Like I think if you're just doing like basic tasks or like you know computing stuff, you know yeah. what I mean. And I just think I've always felt like. I mean, I'm like a, you know, I'm a good learner, so it's just... Yeah, man, I'm the same way. Like, I, I don't need more than a couple weeks to, like, learn a job. You said something interesting, though. You, you brought up how, like, each company has its own software. Do you think that you would be interested in that kind of field, like, developing something like that? I don't, I, don't think I'm good. I don't think I'm good at that. I don't think I'm good, like, enough at computers. 
it's like what well, like software you know what I mean but it's like it's ever, like a certain program that I don't know like they all call them different things yeah you know but well have you ever like in college did you ever take like a computers class I took I took uh, visual basic and I kind of yeah. like I kind of like fucked around with that it's like basically like the program's already like done for you get on like it's so like programming stuff it's like all you gotta do is just like you have all the tools there. All you gotta do is kind of like connect the dots and then yeah. like have it work. Nowadays, I I was surprised. I took like a couple like a day or two of computer class my freshman year, and I I opted out because I didn't realize how much math it was. Yeah, it's like a pretty like, insane involved amount of math. I love doing math. See, that's why that's why I mentioned that because it's just like it's math but on a different level. Yeah, like you could take those skills, but like you know. You're doing your thing, man. Like you just you're getting the jobs that you actually want to try to get. Yeah. You know, I just it, it's just crazy to me that there's like a back end business deal going on behind these businesses for new software. It's yeah. It's like why isn't there like just standard software yeah. for this shit? Yeah, I think yeah, it's just like every company's. Di- I guess like one that everyone hears of is SQL. Mm-hmm. You know, have you ever heard of that? No. But it's like what that's like a programming thing they talk. I've heard of it. You know what I mean? I've never yeah. actually seen what it can do. But, and then, like, you know, if you're doing, like, payroll for a company, they have their own payroll software, you know, like, how to do payroll for, like, a company. It's, like, I don't think it's, like, these things are hard. It's, like, they just want you to have, like, you know, they're always looking for, like, one to three years experience, right, when you graduate from school. It's just, like, I kind of, you know what I mean? You kind of just have to, like, burrow your way in somewhere and just mm-hmm. kind of say, you know, if I ever get in at, like, a position, which I should, you know, I, I think I could within, like, two months, you know what yeah. I mean? I'm just always, like, be asking, okay, what can I, what else can I do to help? Like, what can I do yeah, to, like... Right. You know, I mean, because it's like sometimes all you got to do is like just ask. And you just got to be like persistent. Yeah. And going on persistent, dude, I did you see that movie with um, it was about McDonald's, like how it was founded? No, it's I on really Netflix. See it, though. Michael Keaton, homeboy hero. We should get him on the podcast. Shout out Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton, Montour grad, what, like 1970 something? Yeah. If Michael Keaton wants to be on the show, that would be awesome. That'd be dope. And like he. He played Ray Kroc, and, he, you know, spo- this, these, these are all spoilers, so I'm going to spoil it. But it's, like, most people should know the story of McDonald's, well, yeah. but, like, yeah, Ray Kroc was, like, a salesman. He was selling, like, milkshake machines, you know, throughout the Midwest. Yeah. And it was just kind of a, you know, a lot of rejection, kind of a thankless job. But he was doing well, though. He was, like, a good salesman. Like, he'd come home. You know, he had, like, that life. He had, like, a nice house, you know, good house and, like, you know, a wife. Like, he had all that, you know, ideal, mm-hmm. you know. But he wanted more. Like, that's the thing. He wanted to be, like, big. Yeah. And then when he, you know, he made, like, a call, and I guess he heard about, like, they needed six milkshake machines out at the original McDonald's in San Bernardino, California. And they were selling these burgers. Like, they were, like, efficient, and they're, like, they, like, knew where to, like, put people in McDonald's to, like, make these burgers, like, within 30 seconds. Like, they knew, like, you know, it's just, like, you're cooking it, and you put, like, the pickles, and it's, like, real specific. Two pickles, some cheese, bun, wrap it. You know, you could throw it away, disposable. You didn't have, like, forks and knives, you know, plates and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And it was quick, and it's like you just pulled up, and, you know, they didn't have, like, a drive through The original stand they didn't have, like, a drive through or anything. And you yeah, just, right. like, pulled up, walked up. It was like a burger stand. And, like, the two guys were really passionate about it, really proud of it. And they were, like, the two guys, you know, the original McDonald's, McDonald's that, like, founded it. Mm. And, like, Ray Kroc showed up. He's like, you guys need to, you know, you've tried out the burger. He loved it. He's like, you guys need to franchise this place. They're like, well, you know, we tried and all this stuff. And just, you know, he kept being like persistent. He got him to sign a contract. It was like Ray Kroc and those two guys. He went out in the Midwest. He started, you know, getting money to like build those McDonald's, Mm -hmm. to like build McDonald's brands. And like at first, like people weren't following the specifics of it. 
of like the McDonald's burgers. Yeah. But um, you know, but Rick Kroc was able to like he was able to like iron them out and like get them to like follow like what he wanted, and he was able to find investors, people to invest in these businesses, and to like grow the franchise and made it into like this conglomerate, and like. Eventually, there became, like, this tension between, like, the original McDonald's brothers and Ray Kroc. Ray Kroc was building it at such a rate, you know, I think he found, like, a loophole where he incorporated a McDonald's corporation. And he was able to, like, kind of start to take control. Like, his company was starting to grow so big, he was able... And then he built, like, a McDonald's right across the original one to take him out of business. And, you know, he just kind of, like... That's crazy. He was just ruthless. He, like, grew that company and... You know, he eventually took them out, and they signed, like, a contract, you know, that they would get, like, a million bucks or whatever. And, like, you know, it was kind of just, like, sad what happened. But, like, over the course of that, I think Ray Kroc, he divorced his wife because he met someone else that, like, she was smart, and she wanted to, like, use the milk, you know. I think it was something with, like, the milkshake machine, too. I think it was doing milkshakes. They were able to incorporate the milkshakes and the burgers into it, and she was, like, you know, she, like, knew about it. And, like, he just kind of, like, you know, liked her because she was ambitious, too, like mm-hmm. Ray Kroc. I don't know, it's, like, how I'm telling the story, but it's just, like, it was just, like, crazy just seeing, like, how, like, you know, he just started from not, you know, he was kind of yeah. just this simple salesman, people kind of mocking him, make him, you know, and people at, like, the country club that he worked at, he was not, like, a rich, big wig, but, like, he was just kind of sitting there, and they'd always, like, you know, make fun of his ideas and shit like that, so it's, like, in a way, you know, it's, like, could you say Ray Kroc is, like, a bad guy? I just think he found an opportunity and he just took it. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's one of those things that's really ambiguous because he, you know, you look at it from, like, the perspective of the original owners of McDonald's. You thought that they get screwed, but it's like, at the same time, if I were those owners, it's like, why don't you sign a deal with this guy from the Midwest? Obviously, he wants to, like, be making money off of you. Like, they were, I thought... They had good hearts. I think they were naive. I think that's, like, what those dudes didn't realize. It kind of got, like, for me, a little bit obnoxious. Like, they tried to always act like, oh, we're the good burger stand. You know what I mean? That was their angle that they were playing it. Yeah. And Ray Kroc, like, increasingly, he became, like, it's just like, no, you're not, dude. You just want to make money like anyone else. It's a business. Yeah, yeah, right. Ray Kroc was putting sets. It's like... Yeah, if you want to cook burgers, go open another burger stand. Yeah, they were just so (laughs) stubborn. They they were really controlling, too. It's like everything's got to be like this, and then it's just, you know. I think Red Croc was able to just, he was able to get the word out, and that's what a good salesman could do. They could get the word out and get people to buy their shit. Well, if you go into McDonald's today, like, everything's still, like, pretty much the same. It's so formulaic, but that's why it's so successful. Like, their ideas have not gone unnoticed, you know. Yeah, I think, But it's just Ray Croc was able to take that idea... Me and Michael and Alex were just having this conversation yesterday. Like, it's kind of like art when you take one idea and just expand upon it as much as you can. Yeah. Like, that's truly... It was, like an art, it was like an artistic thing I was able to do. But the thing is, like, they said, like, he took their ideas. That's what they're saying. But it's like... That's kind of what art is, though. you got to be inspired by something, right? Yeah, man. You know what I mean? Everyone's just like, well, I came up with it. It's like... Those guys, they could have been the big franchise owners. They didn't want to be that. Mm-hmm. And then they got into the, that deal with Ray Kroc to, to, like, sell it. It's like, that's what makes me scratch my head. Why would you, like, trust this salesman that came all the way from the Midwest? Obviously, he wants to make money off of your idea. But I guess everyone's like, well, it was, you know, the 50s. It was a different time. Really? Was it, was it different? I mean, back then, people wanted to make money. Yeah, Still, right. like, today, they do, too. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That was just... Yeah, that was... It was a great movie. I liked it. I really want to see that movie. Like, it does look awesome. Michael Keaton's awesome in it because it's, like, there's just something about, like, how he acts. Like, I remember I went to see, you know, Amazing Spider-Man. Like, at the beginning, it was just him kind of, like, giving, like, this look, like, reading something. It's just, like, 
you kind of feel like he's overselling it, but at the same time, you just kind of like, like, you just kind of chuckle. It's like Michael Keaton's just such like, he's like an everyman kind of guy. Uh-huh. It's like you could just relate to like, you know, he's his just, acting. Like, yeah, he's just, Michael Keaton reminds me of like one of my uncles, like on, on my mom's side. This like, they're like, they're like this Irish kind of family. Yeah. And they're just, they're just guys like that. Like, like, my favorite Michael Keaton role is the other guys when he's the manager. Yeah. And I guess he's also, like, the police chief. <laughs> he's the manager of Bed Bath & Beyond on the weekends. Yeah. But, like, he just reminds me so much of, like, like my bosses and, like, older guys that, like, on my mom's side of the family and shit. Like, yeah. they're, they're just so... And I guess that makes sense because he's from around here. But, yeah. like, he's just, he's just a funny dude, man. I think, yeah, I think as originally he wanted to be a comedian. Mm-hmm. That's what he was going for. So it's like, you know, I just think... I haven't watched a lot. Of, I haven't even seen the original Batman, which is like kind of like a sin. Like, how could I not have seen that? It's, it's all right. Like, I, I thought Jack Nicholson in there though. Yeah, it, but it's still like it's an older. I mean, it's good, but yeah. it's just you know, little, is it a little campy? It's the, yeah, it's yeah. super corny. And like, have you ever seen like the Adam West Batman? That's super corny. It's like a. But it's it's like a, one step up from that, you know. <laughs> Adam West, yeah, like, just, what, like, the 60s cartoons? Dude, yeah. Not it, cartoons, but, like, yeah, the TV the, show. Yeah, live-action show. That show was just fucking bizarre. <laughs> like, at one point, one of the villains was King Tut. And it, <laughs> and it wasn't, like, how, how you see, like, the hieroglyphics of King Tut, where he's, like, this kid. It was, like, this big, fat, like, Jabba the Hutt-looking character. He looked like a guy that would come to Dairy Queen. <laughs> Dude, oh, my God. That's incredible. There's... One of one of the things that like right before I quit Dairy Queen, this this guy maybe I shouldn't tell it. I don't fucking care. This guy came in and ordered a milkshake. Like he was there with his family. We were super busy. Um, and what happened was like somebody made a milkshake, and they like the whipped cream was like pouring over the sides because we were just super busy. And she made it super fast, and it was just an, a mistake. Yeah. So she took it over to like a sink where we keep paper towels, and she like ripped the paper towel off and like held it like over the sink and wiped it off but to him it looked like she she was like doing something to it so he called me over and he was just like going on this tirade he was like that girl is dirty do not let her make that milkshake she put sink water in my milkshake (laughs) and you know she didn't obviously because why would you do that yeah and i just had to be like yeah i'm really sorry about that let me make you a new one don't worry about it. Just give me, like, one minute, and I'll have it done for you. And I gave it to him, and he just wouldn't stop talking about it. Yeah. And he kept going, like, I'm pretty famous in the area. The owners are going to hear about this, blah, blah, blah. And he kept going on about this. But it was like, dude, like, I don't know who you are, so you must not be that famous. <laughs> and also... Probably, was he, did he look like an athlete or anything like no, that? No, he was just some dude. Oh, he yeah. was, like, an older dude. He was probably just full of shit. I mean, like, he... I, People, I don't, like, lie about themselves, like, a lot. Like, well, people, I don't know, it probably wasn't a lie. It was probably just more, like, of, like, a, just a, he doesn't understand, like, it was an exaggeration of himself. Like, so many people came to Dairy Queen like that who just, who just had these over-inflated egos. was like, yeah. dude, you, you're at the, you're at the McDonald's of ice cream right now. <laughs> so, Dairy Queen's hella good, though. It's not. Well, I mean, you've worked you've worked there for so long, you know. I mean, you kind of start to hate it. Like, it's like kind of start to hate like what you eat. Like, you work over at 
any con- I think any restaurant, whatever, for so long, you start to like hate the food. You know what I mean? Because you just you deal with it all day, yeah. you deal with how it's made, like the process of everything, and you it's know, just like you have it so many times, it just becomes like common to you. I agree, but I worked at Moe's for a long time, and I I love. Like I, still I still love Moe's. Fucking love Moe's. Yeah, like I, I could eat Moe's. Like I like Chipotle day. too. It might kill us someday, but Chipotle's Hopefully. not bad. It's a good burrito. Chipotle is pretty good too. I, I need to try more Cadoba. I had Cadoba once. It's it wasn't good, bad. Man. It wasn't bad. It's, Real cheesy. Don't pick on the cheese there. They got a couple three cheese. Of cheese, man. Yeah. And their queso. They have like spicy queso. They have three cheese queso. I think they might have more, but like they got some cool stuff there, man. Me and Dan just went there the other day. It was fucking delicious. That sounds dope, dude. This is making me hungry now. Yeah. It's a real hungry podcast. Do you want to go get something to eat? Yeah, I might. I might have to do this thing. That'd be cool. We should grab some grub. All right. Well, we're about an hour in, so... uh Hour in, yeah. Do you want to wrap it up? Just wrap it up, man. This was uh weekly rant. First interview. Protect with the protector of the ends himself, Andy Stuchel. Yeah. First interview. I interviewed Ben. Ben interviewed me. Kind of, it's like a two-way. It was a, it was a two-way interview. Yeah. So um, yeah, that was that was fun, man. Like I didn't think we were gonna be able to talk for an hour straight, but we did it. Yeah, I thought, <laughs> you know, I just you just kind of roll with it. We kind of covered a lot of covered a lot of bases. We covered a lot of ground. We covered man. a lot of ground. You know, we talked about a bunch of shit. Michael Keaton, uh, creepy people, uh, just you know, working. Yeah. Yeah, man. We got. I gotta get. Gotta get some more interviews. I kind of like, inter- you know, just interviewing people, you interviewing me, you know what I mean? we got to get, like, we got to get the man behind Yeezer in here. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Yeezer, a little teaser. Chucky Nugget teaser himself. Teaser for the Yeezer. I'm telling you, dude, he would have a lot to say. Dude, yeah, that's such a good idea. you yeah. got to interview Chucky Nugget. you got to interview Chucky Nugget, the man behind Yeezer. Yeah. The Yeezer legend, dude. What do you have, like, he had, like, 500,000 downloads before the man took it out. Yeah, off. man, that was crazy. And he still gets, like, plays on, like, dude, uh... how about Rivers Cuomo tweeted the other day? He said, stu- he, all he tweeted was, I'm studying Kanye's music. Like, <laughs> oh, really? Now now you're studying Kanye's music? Yeah, dude. It's just what, you know, it's about, it's, I'm all about setting trends, man. Yeah, man. Big Allison, big, big Chucky Nugget. <laughs> big Chucky Nugget setting trends. All right, yeah. so I guess... I guess that's it for the podcast. All right, yeah. Well, do, I mean, you want to say anything else? I'm just going to sign off. You can follow me at the Stooch at T H E S T U C H on Twitter. Ben, what's your Twitter? Do you want people to follow you? Um, yeah, if you want to follow me, my Twitter is at Ben underscore Shreks. Like Shrek, but yeah. with an S. Like Shrek the Ogre. Let me, let me see. Let me make sure that's right. Because I might have fucked my own Twitter handle up. Ladies, he plays guitar. He could, you know, sing you a couple songs. Yeah, it's Ben underscore Shrex. He could seduce you with his guitar playing. Like that. Yeah, I love that song, man. Yeah. Well, thanks for uh, coming over, man. That was fun. Yeah, it was a great time, dude. I like the environment, dude. It gave a good vibe. Thanks, man. Yeah. All right. So, well, sign off. See you next time. See you next time, Big Ben Lex.